welcome back to Running Deep. This month, I wanted to share with you a recording of our women's event that we had earlier this spring. We had two friends of mine, Yadi Allen and Laura Benoit, share their testimonies and how God has been faithful in different seasons. Although the quality of this recording isn't the greatest, I still wanted to share it with you all because their talks and them sharing from their heart was definitely high quality. So even though I was a little girl, I always went to church, learned about him, but I don't think I understood who he was until I was about 11 years old. Why 11? Well, my dad, one day, decided to come to home and said, I am leaving. He says, uh, Yadi, I found someone, and I think it's time for me to do my own thing. You're welcome to come with me or you're welcome to stay with your grandma. I thought it was crazy. I thought, nah, he'll come back, because my dad had a lot of girlfriends before, and so he had this habit of leaving and coming back, so I thought, he'll be back. Well, he didn't come back this time. And that was the point where I really struggled with God. I stopped praying, I stopped asking him for guidance, and I just started to question whether he really exists. Well, my grandma, she didn't care. She was still saying, you're coming to church whether you like it or not. <laughs> so she would take me along and say, you go with me to church. Well, and I'm glad she did, right? But one day, I came to youth group, and I remember just sitting there, just not minding my own business, and my youth pastor said, can I pray for you? And I thought, sure. So he came and started praying for me. And he's like, I want you to know that I love you. And he says, but this is what God has to say to you. He says, God is saying that he sees your pain, he sees your suffering, he sees everything that you're going through, that you need to turn to him. If you really want your life to be changed, you need to give your, yourself, your heart to Jesus. And I remember being like, what is he talking about? For real? Like, I know Jesus all my life, but this time was something different. The way he said it, that really challenged me. So he gave me the gospel, and he said, God wants to take those roots, create, there's roots of bitterness and anger in your heart. And I was like, what are you talking about? But he was right. I didn't realize that I was getting so angry and so hurt that I was allowing all these evil things growing in my heart and I didn't even realize it. So I remember falling on my knees and crying because he knew exactly what I was going through without me even telling him that I was going through those things. So then I remember praying and saying, God, I give you my heart. I really, I guess I have grown in a Christian home, but I really don't know who you are. I need you to change my life. See, something that a lot of people didn't know, my grandma didn't know, was that my plan was, when I was 15 years old, my plan was to run away from home. My grandma gave me all. You know, she gave me a shelter, she gave me a home, but the problem was that I didn't feel loved. I didn't feel like we connected. It was, she was giving me the stuff, but unfortunately, I didn't feel loved by her. I felt like a burden. So when my dad left, that was 100% higher. I just felt like I was coming home from school and just like, I'm hiding here. I'm just bugging the wall. And so I just didn't connect with her. So I remember praying saying, Lord, if you really do exist, could you please do something for me so that I know that you're real? And he did. Just that. 
My best friend came around again and said, can I pray again for you? And I said, sure. So he came and started praying for me. And I experienced joy. I started experiencing happiness again. And um, he says, Yanni, I see you. You're with the family. And I thought, okay, well, my dad coming back? What's that mean? So long story short, no, my dad didn't come back. God brought this bus to the school that I was going to. And there was an American lady from Rainbow, Iowa. She came and she was just amazing. Uh, she started speaking to me in Spanish and I was just thrilled. I'm thinking, how did she even know Spanish? This is just crazy. But it, immediately we just connected. I, I cannot explain up to right now how we connected, I don't know. But we just connected and um, and I just share my life story with her, and she just was really touching. And, and um, but it was time for her to come back. You know, she came back to the U.S., came back to school. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I went back to school. She came back to her family and stuff. And then I didn't see her again for two years. So when I was 13, she came back to fix the school, to to be in the program. And once again, I saw her, and I told my best friend. Cheers right there. And she's like, no, Yanni, you say this every time you see buses. You see Americans coming and you're like, there she is. <laughs> so typical. And I said, no, I can see her. She's right there. So I did, I ran all the way to this lady, and sure enough, it was the lady from America. And so it was, again, we just reconnected. And, and this time she had her husband, so I got to meet her and her son and, and her kid. And it was just really exciting. It was just really something that only God can do. So anyway, there's my three days again, hanging out with this cool lady, waiting for reasons to go hang out. And then um, she says, I gotta go back to America. And I just lost it. I'm thinking, it's been two years. Two years since I've seen you. Two years that I've been praying for you, even though I don't know why. What do you mean you gotta go? And she said, I gotta go back to my family. And I said, okay. Well, for some reason, she's like, I really wanna meet your family. And I once again remind her, well, my dad left, my mom, and she said, well, I still wanna meet your grandma. So she came and met my grandma. Guys, it's insane. My story could go for an hour. But let me tell you. So they met my grandma and they asked her, could she perhaps come someday and be like a foreign exchange student? And I was always excited about it. Sure, why not? Well, the people that was in charge of my school and all these programs, they said no. They said the only way would be adoption or if this little girl was 18. Well, they turned to me and said, would you mind being adopted? And I said, so crazy. But I was nervous, I didn't question, I said, yes. And just like that, nine months later, I was adopted. And it was up and down. Some days adoption was good, other days it wouldn't. And it would look good, it wouldn't. Because there was a lot of signing papers and a lot of craziness. But God opened the door and he reminded me, I'm in control. No matter what those people say that you cannot be adopted, you'll be adopted. And sure enough, nine months later, I was adopted. You know? So he's faithful no matter what you're going through. He's faithful. He's there. You've got to believe him. So anyway, I'm not saying that everything has been roses and butterflies. In fact, <laughs> 10 years ago, another hard situation came. My parents, this amazing 
happened that I looked up to got a divorce. Once again, rejection. Once again, this feeling is so anger. But then again, Jesus, turn it back around and say, uh-uh, remember where you're at. You're my daughter. You're in the palm of my hand. Do you trust me? And here I go again. Another 10 years have gone past by, and I'm still standing because I know that he had a plan since I was a little girl until now. Now I have three beautiful daughters that make my world. I can give the love that I didn't receive to them. I have an awesome spouse that has taught me how to love myself, how to love others. So I continue to grow. So if you're going through trials, don't give up. If you're going through things and you're thinking, Lord, I don't know, and you're there, he is. And always remember that no matter what you're going through, there might be things that you're saying, Lord, I, this is impossible. Nothing is impossible with God. And remember that after every storm, there's always a rainbow. He's in control, and he always has your best in mind. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So, I want to share my story, and mine involves a lot of moving. <laughs> so, that's where I'm going to speak from my context of, is literally changing locations um, a lot of times. But, I want you guys to think about what season of change, what um, that you might be going through, or maybe beginning to go through for those salt students as you get ready to graduate and launch into the real world. For those of you that might be beginning new jobs, or you're just in a season where it feels really dry, and will spring ever come? Kind of like I'm on right now. <laughs> um, so anyway, I'll back up, but my name is Laura Benoit, for those of you that I haven't had the chance to meet. My husband is Ernie, who is um, our church planning candidate here at Candeo, and we're getting ready to move to Cincinnati to play at Mercy Hill Church. And my mother-in-law looked at Ernie and I and said, that's fine. 
what it could be. And so I feel like that's what the Lord was really doing in that time um, as he was preparing us to transition to Iowa, which, honestly, I really had trouble with my geography before we moved here, but I know where we are now. Um, so he, through that, was just showing me he is the only constant. Like I say, change is constant, and so is Jesus. So from October to February, we were just in a season of waiting. I was pregnant with our third. Um, I couldn't travel for the interview, so Troy and Brent came down, and yep, they offered her the, the job here in Cedar Falls. And it just didn't make sense to leave. We had believing people tell us, like, you guys are going to transition to a family of five. It's not the right time. You know, you're doing the ministry here. Um, Jackson was in this, like, amazing school and siblings were guaranteed entrance. And it really just didn't make sense to leave. But we both had really, really prayed about it. And we both had the peace from the Lord, which I said, like, peace doesn't mean painless. Peace doesn't mean that we were so excited to leave everything that we knew. But in that time, I remember reading Psalm 71. And I'll read it just a little bit for us now. And it, um, starting in verse 17, it says, O God, from my youth, you have taught me, and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me. Like, how is that not everyone's prayer every morning? You know? It says, until I proclaim your might to another generation. That's what we do in our church. Um, your power to all of those who come. Your righteousness, O oh God, reaches the heavens. You who have done great things, who is like you? You have made me see troubles and calamities, yet you revive me again. From the depths of the earth, you will bring me up, and you will increase my greatness and comfort me again. And so from there, I just remember being like, God, like you are the only one that sustains us. And how much are we supposed to go and be a part of a network in a church and a calling where our life is being poured out for the next generation. And so I told her he was great. He was like one week old. <laughs> okay, let's go. He's like, really? Really want to go? I'm like, yeah, we're going to do it. Because, you know, have a baby and move. So, <laughs> so we moved to Iowa in August. And one of the things that I just want to highlight is that our, our changes, and like I said, I'm talking about geographical, whatever your changes look like, um, rarely made sense to the outside world. And it didn't really always make sense to even believers, but we, Ernie and I knew, we had that peace from the Lord. We had these moments that we could look back to and be like, yeah, he did call us to this. And so those moments when I did feel weak and when I did feel sad, I could go back and look at those journals and remember that scripture that he used to encourage me. And so now we're doing it again. We're moving to Ohio in June, and it'll be the fourth state that we've lived in in these 11 years. Um, my son will start third grade at his third elementary school in three, you know, going into third grade. And so how have I seen the Lord's faithfulness in these transitions? It's that he alone has sustained me, and thus that's what I've been able to give out to my children, that's the tone that Ernie and I have been able to set in our home, is that he alone is the one that sustains us. And so um, it doesn't mean that every change I've been so ecstatic. I remember being like, Cedar Falls, Iowa, do they have a Chick-fil-A? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up and like, 
I mean, my college girls, we all talk about this a lot. I'm like, I'm doing it right. I'm reading the Bible. I'm praying. I've been doing it for a month, and nothing's changing. It's like, we just need to remember how the Lord works over time. And we need to remember that we just need to be more gracious with ourselves and stay rooted and connected. Because if that tree in winter looks at the fruit, be like, oh, Oh, this 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 backyard's not working. <laughs> Let me move over here. You know, and like, you know, that would probably not go very well. <laughs> but I was just wanting to look back at my life and in the different seasons that I've been in. And a lot of times, like it looks, my fruit has looked different. You know, sometimes I've been full time staff along with my husband, doors open twenty four seven, serving out of the overflow joyfully. And other seasons, it's looked like a passionate prayer life where I'm up nursing a baby and rocking him or her and praying for my husband in this ministry that we're called to. But on the outside, in that season, it might not look very fruitful. But the fruit just looks different. And I continue to stay connected. Um, sometimes it, it looks like working more than I thought I wanted to and I'm less available. But that's how I'm serving my family in that time. Um, so sometimes it looks like beautiful fruit on the outside, sometimes it looks barren. But I want to just make sure that you guys understand that the, that the source is the same and that I continue to meet with Jesus, the steady stream of life, in order to give me life to serve him. And so I think another way that the Lord has shown his faithfulness to me is from a quote by Jill Briscoe, who's amazing. If you guys haven't read her books, they're all awesome. But she said, the mission field is between your own two feet. And so this has really become a guiding principle for me because my feet have moved a lot. And I think it's easy to wish to be back where you were or to wish to be where you're going to be next. And that is when Satan wins, when he makes you ineffectual for the present. You're so focused on what was and you want what is. You miss out on today, not to win for him. And so I think look down between your own two feet. Now, this is your mission field. And this has really enabled me to love where I live, to engage fully where I am. And I don't want things to win. I want him to be, uh, yeah, I wasn't going to say that word. And every day I go to bed because I've been leaning on the Lord. And um, I think. I was practicing this this morning. This is where I cried with her name. like, But um, I think it would have been really easy for me these two years here to just tuck in. You know, this is my time with my family. I'm going to support Ernie. Um, I'm going to keep my doors closed. But this is where I would have missed out on a lot. And, oh, man. <laughs> but I think it would have been really easy to be like, my neighbor. If I'm leaving, you know? And even my neighbors know my house with like this revolving door. Um, but I have. And I, I would have missed out on praying with my neighbor as she shares about a really hard marriage that she just got out of. Um, I would have missed out on 6 a.m. discipleship with some of these girls that we shared life, confessed in, championed each other when, when we had victory over this sin. And I would have missed out on some of this amazing community and friends that I'm like, man, I'm going to be really sad to leave 
Peter Paul Marlowe. Who knew? I didn't even know this place existed two years ago, you guys. And I'm going to be really sad to leave. And I think I had a choice. I could look down between my own two feet and say, this is my mission field. Or I could have been like, I'm actually not really here. I'm coming from Fort Worth and going to Ohio. And so I think for you guys, what I hope I'm clearly communicating, because that doesn't always happen well, is that change isn't easy, but that's not what God calls us to. And he can sustain us through every season. And sometimes it looks like winter, and sometimes there's seasons of rapid growth, where it's that spring, summer leaves, you know, budding, and it's just, it's, it's, it doesn't, might, might not make sense, but sometimes he saves us from dark places and calls us to safety. Sometimes he calls us from good things because he might have something great, you know, and I think no matter where we are geographically, the call is just to follow, and so that's my encouragement for you guys tonight is look down. Look down between your own two feet, and that's your mission field for today. And then tomorrow, look down, and that's your mission field for tomorrow, and the next, few, the next month, the next year, wherever that is, and trust that God's not going to call you to a place that he's not going to equip you for. But we, I mean, even right now, I'm struggling with, okay, how's it going to look like neighboring in Cincinnati? I'm not there yet, so he hasn't given me the grace to figure that out yet, because it's not my season. Um... I just want to encourage you guys to be present where you are and to fully engage. Because sometimes, like I said, our growth in different seasons just looks really different. Rely on the Holy Spirit who works inside of you and don't rely on yourself. When you feel too weak to do it, let other people lift your arm. And then you guys just look between all your feet, you know? So yeah, I just hope that what you guys hear tonight is that the Lord is good, that he is faithful, that he will equip you for the mission that he's called you to, and he's, and that might not be moving to Ohio. So you can come. Um, it might be, you know, just a season of transition, a season where you feel dry. Like, stay connected to that stream. Don't be like, don't be like oh, wait, no, you know what, this isn't working. It's going over here. Um, and I do want to say, if what I'm talking about tonight, this Jesus, Holy Spirit, living, um, talking about how the Lord is the only one faithful, if all of that to you tonight is a foreign idea, you don't understand why, maybe you don't understand why I would move four times and, and live our life this way, it's because I have Jesus in me and I would love to tell you guys more about that relationship. You can come Grab me, Sarah, any of these ladies on stage, or just talk about it at your table. But start asking those questions because it's the most life-changing and life-forming relationship that you'll ever have.